This week's episode of Here's What I'll Get is brought to you in part by failing at your own merits. Failing by your own merits is a way that like a person who has responsibility and understands what they're doing can learn by making mistakes. A lot of people are not allowed to fail by their own merits. And so they just be, they grow up to become worthless people who think that everyone else needs to fix their fucking problems. So failing at your own merits, you can get it by literally doing anything with your life. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the longest consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday podcast network. I am your host, Ted Burton. With me today, the OG gangsta of Here's What I Don't Get. It's Tim the Handlebreaker. <laughs> and I realize the OG and gangster are the same thing. So he's the original gangsta gangsta. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I love how you're hip with uh, the uh, Gen Z terms these days. I, I am. I know all the Gen Zers. I'm yeah. the oldest Gen Zer. <laughs> Dick's the oldest millennial. Yeah. I'm the oldest Gen Zer. Uh, how's it going, Tim? It's going good. Yeah, you're about to go yeah. to Texas. Yeah, I'm uh, going to Texas, or as we call it here, the shit box of America, it's Southern Oklahoma. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go get that uh that 72 ounce uh, He-Man Las Mesa slab. Oh boy, I've, been, I've actually been to that place before. The one that the serves big like Texan the is big an Texan Amarillo, which is in yeah. kind of the opposite direction of where you're going. But yeah, but I've been I've been there before, and it's a yeah. uh, it's a uh, crazy. I have I've driven past it. I have not yet stopped there to eat. I should do that. I don't know if I could do the um, no. I didn't do the 72 yeah. ounce. Because well, it's, um, it's not just the steak, right? They're like, you gotta have, you have you gotta have the seventy two ounce steak. You gotta have a fully loaded baked potato. You gotta have some bread. You gotta have like some broccoli. You gotta do the whole thing. See, that's what I hate is I I, I don't like baked potatoes. Yeah, a broccoli, no problem. Bread, you got it. Yeah, seventy two ounce lost Mesa He Man steak slab, absolutely. <laughs> A deep fried pumpkin stuffed with 53 of our potato bacon bombs. You got it. <laughs> Regular baked potato. Like even, even it's like, oh, we put bacon bits and sour cream and chives and cheese uh-huh. on this shit. I'm just like, no, who the fuck wants a baked potato? People who have no sense of flavor. That's what. Uh. Uh, I don't know why I hate baked potatoes so much of it, but I do. It's weird. Uh, I spent most of yesterday in the glass shop. Um, fucking up everything that I did. Smoking that glass. Yeah, spent I just spent eight eight hours or more in there, which is so. First off, I thought someone else was going to be there like all day. Nobody else showed up. Uh, Saturday <laughs> on is your not, own. Yeah, Saturday is not my day to work in the shop. Saturday is the day for a bunch of other people. But it's like ah, you know, I've got a Saturday off. I'm going to go yeah. like practice this. So you know, I I. Worked for that many hours. I put two things into the annealer that will come out. One was I shattered a, or I, so I took a, a made a marble basically off the end of my pipe and okay. dipped it in water, got it really smoking hot and dipped it in water. So the surface shattered and then I cracked it off and threw it in there. It might end up looking like a cool marble. And then I made, a, I, I sculpted a caterpillar, a little face, antenna, uh-huh. little legs. Yeah. I tried to do a second one, but he he exploded. Uh, <laughs> came out looking too much like a dick. <laughs> and then I was I I think I did like five or six trying to trying to make a glass, 
And like, I get it to a certain point and it would just like fail, 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 fail. But you know, and only on the last one did I finally like curse about it because I was trying to train. I'm trying to solo transfer, which is really difficult. It's a lot easier two people, mm-hmm. and I wasn't getting the temperature right between the punty and the the thing I'm trying to move. And so the second time, I finally had the temperature almost right, but when I shattered it off of the blowpipe, it also came off the punty and shattered it on the ground. Uh-huh. And I was just like, "Fuck!" But you know, it's like that's why I, I failed at my own merits, like. I was working it uh, all the way up to and beyond my level of uh, ability, yeah. which is how you learn how to do things yep. as opposed to being like, I need, cause I social media these days is all just about like, Oh, I need, um, there was a, a post this woman posted and she's like bitching about a 40 hour work week and how terrible it is to live mm-hmm. work with fluorescent lighting. And she's got to drive to work and all this shit. And I'm just like, welcome to the fucking party, bitch. Yeah. You're the one that she's <laughs> like, I got a PhD and I only make $40,000 a year. It's like, well, maybe you should have gotten a fucking, or I think it was even less. It might've been like $33,000 a year. It was some abysmally low, low number. And I'm that's like, on her. <laughs> yeah. You got a, you got a PhD in something worthless. And then you went into just accepted the first job and you're not looking for a better one. Yeah. Start looking for a better job, you dumb bitch. Um, but I, I do. I, I also have some big news. You know, Tim knows probably more better than anybody how hot and sweaty I can get in the shop. Yeah, or, yeah. And, and not in the shop in the show. Um, well, both, both. But yeah, I, <laughs> that was the thing about working in the shop all day yesterday. I was gonna go back today, but standing in front of that thing for eight hours, like. I felt like I was slow roasted. It just like boils the water out of your body. And I'm not even, I wasn't even getting that sweaty because it's still cold outside and we're like drawing air in to cool it off. Mm-hmm. But even still, I just like, I felt like a raisin, but I felt like an old musty glove by the time I was walking out of the, the doors that night. Yeah. Have, um, you, have you not seen the videos of like those guys that work in like smelting factories? They have to constantly like douse themselves in water every five minutes. I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah, and and I would I will like uh, if I'm cutting through glass with shears, I'll dip my hand in the water, in a bucket of water that I keep behind me. That way, I like as I'm cutting the glass is just evaporating that water yes. at a really really fast rate. But it gives me like three or four extra seconds where I can work. But so during the show, you know, sometimes I get hot and I need to cool off, and we can't like have a big you know big industrial fan over there that will. Um, cool me down because it would make a bunch of noise in the yeah, yeah. in the microphones but i got a i got a big fan um that i can use now to cool myself during the uh-huh. show it's my big dolly <laughs> fan. this is some kind of promotional fan that was given out circa the time that rhinestone came out yeah uh, they spell her character name wrong. Yeah, that she's <laughs> that's Jack. the funniest part. <laughs> they uh, put Jack instead of Jake. I can sit here uh. and and fan myself. And the crazy, you know, what the crazy thing is about uh, about this fan, Tim. <laughs> I think I do know the craziest thing. <laughs> I don't know how they do it, but somehow the fan, <laughs> the fan, it smelled like a big titty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So I'll be uh, I'll be fanning myself over here. This is like the coolest. I, and right now, this is my coolest piece of rhinestone memorabilia. It's pretty cool. Uh, I it just popped up on on eBay a couple months ago, and I was like, "That's an," and it was like five dollars. I'm like, yeah. "I'll buy the shit out of that." <laughs> I want a Stallone one too, so I can. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, make him kiss and everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Boy. Well, what else do you have going on, Tim? I mean, I yeah, I started that new job. Yeah. Tim's uh, now a touring stagehand. Yes. Who would have called that one? Not me. Uh-huh. Yeah, we we, we um I think it was within like what six months we both kinda uh, six ish six ish months we both kinda made a big pivot. Yeah. Uh are you talking about from me leaving Tulsa? I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 It was uh it was actually seven months ago, two days ago. Oh, was, you, you, you're keeping first. track. <laughs> I just I just know the date because uh so I had to know it for six months because at six months I could start taking vacation time, which happened to be right before Christmas. Same. Yeah. 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 I've and got then, about six months before I can start taking vacation. And then someone, someone asked me uh, Friday night, they were like, Oh, how long have you been in St. Louis? And, and I looked at my watch to see the date and I was like, Oh, actually it's been seven months uh, today that I, I came out here. Cool. So yeah. Anyway, well, are you ready to get into some issues, Tim? I am. What is your first issue this week? Here's what I don't get. Blank space. Uh, so the first, the first way I'm going to put this is I was at work a couple days ago and I was sitting at, at, in the break room eating my lunch and I had my Kindle with me. Right. And, uh, I'm reading a book and I have it on like normal person, uh, font size mm-hmm. and there's uh, a person that works with me also has their Kindle and will sometimes read at lunch and she's you know older than me mm-hmm. and but not she's not old and she showed me hers and she's got like five lines per page what the fuck <laughs> this is like an eight inch Kindle or a ten inch Kindle not even it's a, it's a I think it's a six inch screen Holy shit. It's my it's the paper white. It's not, you know, it's not the like a fire tablet. It's the yeah. e-ink one. Um and <laughs> she's like she's like reading fun with Dick and Jane. Yes. The dog ran. <laughs> swipe. The dog ran quickly. Swipe. Yes. And actually that's a really good um analogy is a children's book. Cuz a children's book is all blank, almost all blank space because yeah. it, it's the, because it's so limited into what, you know, h- how much content there is. It's like, Oh, we got to fill up this page with another drawing. We got to fill up this page with another drawing. Right. Yeah. The clock, um, the big clock. Yeah. TikTok says the clock. Yes. <laughs> 12 bucks. And I feel like we've, as a society have been moving towards, that style of blank space more and more and more. Oh yes, absolutely. How like, um, everything I mean, has to be minimal. It's everything minimalist. has to be minimal and minimalist. Um, like, uh, colored rectangles of yes. just yes. separating shit. Yeah. All under case, um, text in a yep. simple, uh, sans serif font. Um, and I don't like it. Because I, I like to be presented with, I don't like to, you know, I don't want to be overloaded, but give me like as much detail and information as possible at once. Mm-hmm. And one thing this extends to is websites. Yes. Have you visited Wikipedia in the past week or so? I have not. Well, Wikipedia has done a redesign oh, of their glad. entire site. I hope that, uh, um, 
I hope that ever they got their three dollars from everyone. Yeah. Anyway, go go. Uh, I'm looking at it now. So your front page probably looks the front page probably looks. But you go to any any entry. Yeah, it's it's like missing all of the boxes on the sides and the yeah the contents is now weird. There's not yeah. the like quick view about whatever the subject is. Yeah. Yeah, they moved everything to this left-hand column, and they made the main, like, text of the website into a small middle column that takes up fifty only 50% of your screen. Oh, my God. That's awful. Right? And so you've got 25%. You got, let's see, 50% of the middle is what you actually, what you actually need. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got about... 15% on the left-hand side, which is your table of contents, which is really, unless you're on a, some sort of huge um, entry with like, you know, 30 different um, possible uh, like, um, I, I don't know. I don't know what you call it. The contents on the, on the table of contents. If you got 30 entries, yeah. unless you got that, it takes you know, it takes very little screen space. And well, I don't know about you. It's annoying is that it has the, these columns on the left and right to like draw go to, down. So hit control and scroll up twice. Go to 125%. <gasps> Son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. It's made for old people. It's made for old people who got to zoom in. Oh, man. And have big words and big fonts. I'm so. I hate I hate the homogenization of design mm-hmm. to where everything's just kind of like the same. Yeah, web and, 3.0 or whatever. Yeah. Like like Hulu's interface, I hate Hulu's interface with the overlining yeah. and stuff, but at least it's a little bit different than the like Netflix style scroll to the right, scroll to the right, click the thing and it becomes the whole page mm-hmm. and and the you see so you, you can only see two rows at a time because the top half of the screen is the video. Like Hulu's doing something slightly different that still sucks. My uh, least favorite has to be Amazon. Amazon's is pretty bad. Now. It's so bad. Uh like I've told you I think I told you this, but like the worst part to me is like it doesn't even it's not it's not consistent in giving you like it doesn't give you a consistent experience. Like I'll go down to find it'll take me forever to find like recently added prime movies and I'll be scrolling through and on like the 10th one. I'll be like, Oh, that looks interesting. What is that? Click on it. I'm like, okay, well maybe I'll add it to the wish list. I'm just browsing. Right. And I hit the mm-hmm. back button and it doesn't even take you back to that same, um, category. It takes you back to like either like a couple above where you got to scroll down to see it. Or even it just like resets you to the front page. Yeah. And then you go to find, you're like, okay, well, it was under like best horror movies and you go to under best horror movies. And now under best horror movies is best romance movies. So it's like, it's what it's like, um, constantly changing and adapting to, to try to appeal what it thinks you want or whatever it's pushing now to you instead of letting you be the arbiter of your choice. Yeah, this is why I'm more more and more of my watching habits are just using Plex. Um, yeah. You know, like I, I was like, I'm going to watch Lily Hammer again. And my mom's Netflix is signed into my TV. I could just go watch it on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was like, no, nah, I'd rather just watch it on Plex. And so I pull it up on Plex. And for whatever reason, the the subtitles for the Norwegian parts don't work. And I was just like, I know enough about what's going on in this show. <laughs> You've I'll seen it before. Watching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
And and that's the thing. Like today, we're gonna, we're doing a movie commentary by Spite Request, and I went and just downloaded that movie dr- straight to my Plex server. Like yep. here, here we go. Let's let me put it on there um, because the interface is nice and simple. I know when I go to TV. Like it has the stuff that I've recently watched. It has recently added things, like things that I recently added to my mm-hmm. thing, which I might want to watch. But then I can just go to movies, and it has all the movies that I have on Plex, and they're in descending order from release date. So the new newest releases are at the top, and the oldest releases are at the bottom. And I can scroll through and find whatever. Oh, what, what do I want to watch? Ah, nothing. I, I got the TV shows that I'm watching. I don't have to go fucking hunting. I like. And they're the top two rows. It's it's TV and then movies, or it's recently watched. I think movies and then TV, or vice versa. But I just look in those three rows, and that's all I have to do. They're always in the same spot. I'm ready to go. Yeah. So like I pulled up Amazon Prime, and it's I can clearly see four boxes, so four different shows and or movies, and not including the you know big header thing that they're showing, trying to show me. Mm-hmm. Four things. Yep. It's ridiculous. Uh, you know who's added this also is uh, Amazon. Also Amazon? Yeah. Okay. So uh, they changed this recently. Um, so you know like when you go to like a um, – you go to an entry and it's like, uh, you know, like Hanes crew neck t-shirt. Yeah. And you can choose – your size and you can choose your color, right? The color used to be these little boxes. Occasionally it's a drop down menu, right? Yeah. But usually it's like these little tiny boxes and you get like green, yeah, et cetera. Right. And you get like 10 of them in a row and you get, you know, however many of them there are, but it took up, you know, an inch or half an inch, maybe an inch and a half of real estate physically on your page. Like yeah. on a decent sized desktop monitor. Well, now they're humongous. They're well, and they're pictures of the shirt in that different color. And so you have to scroll through like a hundred of them to find black or gray or whatever color you want. Yep. And yeah. so like like I'm on a I'm on a show right now <laughs> and it's got seventy eight options. Oh dear which lord. Which A is too much. But like B on the old interface. You could like just hit like the show more and it would just be like a grid of those buttons and it wouldn't like fill your page even, you know what I mean? But now you have to, now I can see, let's see, 15, I can see 15 of them and I have to click see all 78 options. And when it does that, it doesn't just drop them down. It opens up a side thing, pops up and even then they're the same size there. So you got to keep scrolling and scrolling. I think this comes down to that like perennial debate we have on the show, which is, so what's, what's driving this? Is it stupid people that need to be like handheld into, I I don't understand that shirts in 78 colors. What does it look like in red? What does it look like in blue? What does it look like in light red? And they can't like figure out the colors that when you highlight them, they go light red, light blue. Uh, or is it some designer who's like, all of these people are stupid. We need to show pictures because like we did this study and by seeing a picture, someone is 7% more likely to add an additional option to their cart and thus get us an extra 38 cents of profit per day, which per year adds up to basically nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, it's got to be like, you know, AI um, boosted 
like findings that it's that it's that you know tiny percentage of a percentage thing yeah um which you know i mean for a company like amazon does add up but yeah so one that drives me nuts is on the android interface right like a long time ago the your your app like your app developer said okay our apps our our logo is going to be a little square and so the icon on your phone is going to be a little square Mm mm-hmm our, our thing is going to be like a little teardrop shape. And so the icon will be a little teardrop shape. Well, a f- few years ago, or versions of Android ago, they started being like, Circles. no, your icon needs to be in a circle or a square container. And like that, that's what it is. And so yeah. now all the icons are these circles or squares with white around a smaller version of the icon mm-hmm. that is less recognizable. Yeah. And I find it infuriating because sometimes it'll be an icon like, like the Chrome icon, the Chrome icons, a circle. Mm-hmm. It could be a circle, but yeah. they added dead space around it because all of the other Google icons are have to yeah, have the circle background. around them. It's like, yeah. it's your fucking interface. Just make it look like an, uh, it's what it's supposed to look like. I uh, And then app developers also don't like learn and develop new logos that have something other than white circles around them. Like the Roku logo is just Roku in the middle of a big circle. Mm-hmm. And I... I it's again, it's that homogenization. Like you can't have anything unique or interesting or creative. It has to be like, everything has to fit into our material design of what the interface looks like. I'm like, yeah, I get that you like want to have a standards and practices, but you could easily just put a toggle where it's like, I hate your little white circles. And I wish everyone <laughs> at Google would get raped to death by monkeys. And then I could toggle that and have a phone that looks kind of neat. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's just, it's that lack of creativity that's kind of pervading everything these days where we can't take it. There's no risk anymore. No risk yeah. is allowed in, in any form there. Are, it always has to be a guarantee. That's why movies are terrible. That's why design is terrible. And so it's just like, well, this looks kind of nice on this program. Why don't we export it to literally everything? And they don't do the simple things that people want, like fucking creating a dark mode. On, yeah. On some of these. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like I recently upgraded to, uh, windows 11. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, the windows icon for windows 11. Is an even simpler version of the even it's yeah. I I think soon it's just going to be like a square, like (laughs) just a square. Yeah. And then after that, it's, there's no good. There's not going to be a logo. It's just going to be, just the color blue. The color blue is our logo now. We own the color blue. But it'll be like a, it'll be like blue lindigo, you know, the yeah. the special shade of blue that they have in uh Better Call Saul. You haven't watched Better Call Saul. Like it'll be some very specific thing. That's what they'll copyright and then their whole interface will be built around that stupid shitty blue color. Yeah, they'll get their own Pantone color. Yeah. Yeah. I I I'm I'm with you. I'm really tired of it. I'm tired of the blank space. I can't imagine the reading something that big. Like I read on my, well, I sometimes read on my phone, but most of the time I try and read on my 10 inch Kindle, which is, which is great. Cause it's like, it's the size of like a book, like a, 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 a pretty size, like hard book, like hard book. Yeah. Like 10, uh, 10 or 12 point font. I don't remember what it's set to, but every page feels like a real page of a book. And then I have the same font size on my phone 
which makes the pages smaller, but it makes like reading a book here. And then it's like, I get my Kindle back and I start reading there and it's, they sync across so I can, it's, I, it feels the same. I can't imagine reading like 10 lines at a time and then having to be like, bloop. I don't think that's, that's crazy. No, that's normal. That's normal. (laughs) I I was, that's me showing tab, my actual Kindle. It's a normal, like, you know, pocket novel sized text or font. Yeah. But again, you know, as far as that goes, like she set the slider. There's a good chance though, like as a Mm -hmm. boomer, that person, um, uh, that person has, you know, inadvertently made it larger at some point and just doesn't know how to send it back and is now too afraid <laughs> to ask, you know, so you're just reading 10 lines uh, at a time. I, I think, you know, to be honest, I think at some point within the next five years, at least, because the way you activate your Kindle is you just log into your Amazon account mm-hmm. and then it syncs it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Amazon will know what your age is or what your age range is by then right yeah and they they, they know up. it now but it'll be a thing and they'll all just start auto- automatically uh, adjusting it for you yeah. like oh you're over 55 bump that font up two points i saw you recently bought a glasses case for seemingly no reason bump that font up two points yeah <laughs> 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 uh, i yeah i the way design is the way like we hide things behind other stuff and like there's never enough information. I feel like that's a, a lot of that's the intent intentional, the way we don't communicate information anymore. And it's like all that matters is the headline and bury the story like deep inside the pages and pages of text that no Mm -hmm. one's going to read and separate. The other thing, like I, I see this a lot when I'm looking for news for the show is it'll be an article, right? And it'll be like the, the opening, the, you have like this headline that's, outrageous and then you have the opening paragraph where it reiterates the headline that's outrageous yeah and then there'll be like the first paragraph of saying why the headline is outrageous and then there'll be like a big block of ads Mm -hmm. and a lot of times it kind of feels like the story's over but if you scroll past the ads it's like oh now i'm into the beef of the story where it turns out that outrageous uh headline is completely ridiculous and shouldn't be considered at all and you're lying because you or it's even further hidden where like underneath the ad you have to click read more but that read more looks like it's part of the ad yeah i've seen that too and so you never kind of even the people who want to like pursue the muckraking bullshit are kind of dissuaded from reading anything other than the approved narrative yeah and so i just like, I don't want the government to come in and be like, you guys can't do that anymore. But I do kind of feel like there should be a level of journalistic integrity where you, know, you in the newspapers, there were not ads in the middle of an article. You might no. have an ad on the same page as an article. It'd be over yeah. here. Uh, but though now in modern Internet news, it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, put ads in line with the text so that you're like reading, reading, reading. Do you need solar? I sure don't. But you can go <laughs> fuck yourself to death. Yeah. Um, like standards and practices, they need like, they need an MPAA for journalism where when it turns out you're a liar, you get like, well, in journalism, (laughs) they give you an award. Yeah. Feats in lying. Anyway. Uh, well, do you have anything more on this blank space that bothers you? I do, but, uh, it's just, it's, it's just going to be the next 20 minutes. You're just going to be silent. 
And you're, you're, gonna just, you're just going to pull up pictures and show them to me. Yes. <laughs> and I'm, gonna, I'm only going to nod or shake my head. I like yes. this. I don't like this. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for... This episode is brought to you in part by the Ricky the News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? Uh, our first news story comes to us from our friends in the north canadia um i've got a link for you tab i'm gonna send that to you it's a simple youtube video uh you need to go about 30 seconds in to where it gets good okay this is a video from it's an old video uh called mcdonald's ufc it's a giant, giant public brawl in a McDonald's in Ottawa, in Canada. So this is a pretty typical brawl, but if you look at the left side of the screen here, here comes a new challenger. A, <laughs> a man just pulls a baby raccoon out of his jacket during this UFC fight. That's about it. That's all you need to know. That is weird. You know what's crazy? So I'm watching this, um, and, and I've, I've been seeing a lot more brawl videos and stuff. Car- Carl, Captain Carl's been posting things in our Discord mm-hmm. um, from the Twitter account Clown World, which has been pretty enjoyable. Yeah, and and so that's Canada, you know, the great the great white North. And mm-hmm. uh, I noticed a lot of people involved in that brawl wouldn't fit your stereotypical idea of what a Canadian looks like. I'm no. just going to leave that there, but kind of, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of thinking I'm starting to draw a parallel and, and I'm trying to draw a parallel. I was thinking it was like just across the country, but it might be across the continent. Certain people of a certain appearance are a lot more likely to be involved in a big brawl in a McDonald's or say a waffle house, uh, than other people of a different type of appearance. Well, uh, everyone, I think a lot of people know about the uh, the big Waffle House brawl from a few weeks ago. It's kind of why I brought this in. Um, so that fight we watched was in 2013. Yeah. Um, also, Canada was ex- has been exporting it then. That's what you're telling me. Sons of bitches. <laughs> uh, well, uh, sorry. Um, that McDonald's has now shut down. What a shame. Uh, and... <laughs> has the raccoon been living in there for 10 the raccoon years, has been living in there he's actually the general him. he's the general manager <laughs> <laughs> no um so that is um that that mcdonald's specifically has been dubbed the world's worst mcdonald's uh, uh. in 2018 back when uh they were still a 24 hour um they were, they were still open 24 hours um in 2018 alone police were called to that restaurant eight Hundred times, <laughs> <laughs> which if you it's do more the than math, twice a day is more than twice a day to a single location. Um, I would just park a patrol car out there. Fuck, right? Um, not even. I mean, you don't even need to park the patrol car. You just have like, okay, here's like the Southern Ottawa um, <laughs> precinct. This is the McDonald's precinct. <laughs> yeah, I just finished watching nineteen two. Uh, the uh-huh. This cop drama from, you know, and I just imagine it just be like, all right, 
Bert, handle breaker. You guys are on McDonald's duty this day. Okay, today. fellas, we're going to the McDonald's today. <laughs> <laughs> Better Just... load up on the pepper spray and the batons. <laughs> Get in your riot gear there, eh? <laughs> <laughs> There's another uh, raccoon. <laughs> you've been you've been approved for full auto on your weapons there. <laughs> Head over to the quartermaster's office and check him out. Tell him you're headed to McDonald's. Uh, I'll give you free reign over the whole place. Um, in 2022, uh, they had 150 calls. A lot less, but still a lot for a single McDonald's yeah. location. And anyways, they uh, this place is shuttered. Um, Where are the people going to fight now, Tim? This is Pandora's box, right? Those people are now uh-huh. out in the world causing fights. Yeah. Um, well, my favorite part of the story is that, um, uh, former employees have told, have been, have told stories that didn't make it out into the news about this place. Uh, a former manager for this McDonald's, uh, did an AMA on Reddit, um, where they, they talked about the most disturbing moments they experienced at the store. Here's the story. One night, not dissuaded by the locked doors, a guy and girl, went to uh, the nook right in front of the washrooms and via the security camera, we noticed some unusual behavior. They fucking, uh, uh-huh. Yeah. At that same moment, some random, so the, those, those two were employees. Some random tried to enter the locked bathroom after no success at opening the door and completely ignoring the friendly couple next to him started to poop right on the floor next to them. At no point did either party <laughs> acknowledge the other. All three finished at about the same time and went their separate ways. Look, I'm here for my business. You're here for your business. No, no need for the the paths to cross. <laughs> Holy shit! Well, our next news story uh, hits a little close to home for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, on January 24th, which is uh, in a couple days, American Airlines flight attendants will be conducting in- informational picketing. At all their hubs and in Boston and San Francisco, they're unhappy with, uh, you know, contracts, union rules, that kind of stuff. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm flying next week, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't think this is going to directly affect me, but, uh, yeah. So these, uh, flight attendants are picketing and in response, American airlines, uh, is like throwing a, like, th- you know, Think we're thanking our team party the same day. Oh, of course. Um, right. Uh, with, and they're trying to entice the flight attendants to not pick it, of course. And they're, they're enticing them with your favorite food. Barbecue. Chili. Uh, <laughs> they should be picketing just for that. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, yeah they're, they're like, serving us dog slop. <laughs> They really appreciate us. They couldn't like splurge on a fucking pizza that costs five dollars. Yeah. So instead, they just got a big bowl filled with a lot of shit, and now they're dumping it into bowls. <laughs> Shovel that shit in your mouth, pigs! Well, see, see, we get them fat ass fucking flat attendants out of here. Eat up your fucking slop. <laughs> Bunch of I fucking d- farm animals. I just love the image of like a picket line with, and then you know someone coming up to be like, "Can I?" 
interest you in a nice hot bowl of chili? <laughs> just well, come over not, here. Just come over here. Cross like, the line. Cross the line. <laughs> we're not going to give you any better benefits. We're not going to give you like higher pay. We're not going to, you know, make it so you're not working so many hours a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, best we can meet you at is a bowl of chili. Yeah. <laughs> Do, can I get it with Fritos? No, you no. can't get fucking Fritos. <laughs> can I get it on a hot dog? Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> fucking asking stupid questions like that. Uh, a small bag of Fritos is three dollars, please. <laughs> we can put it on. Uh, we can d- debit it directly from your check if you'd like. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, our next news story. Uh, is dealing with technology. Um, I remember years ago we had uh, now co-host Tony on as a uh, as a guest host a couple mm-hmm. years ago, and we had a the, we had the, this is after you had done an episode um, uh, of one of his shows. Yeah, he played. Uh, you you he was playing Siphon Filter. You guys yeah, talked about your love of Siphon Filter and how it was um, superior to. Metal, Metal Gear, Gear Solid. Metal yeah. Gear Solid. Well, um, one thing, Siphon Filter is not superior in in regards to uh, against Metal Gear is predicting the future. Because uh, are you are you kidding? Siphon Filter like predicted this pan this scamdemic we're in. Uh, yeah. Well, Metal Gear like predicted AI and like a lot of other stuff. Yeah, but and it also has a bunch of weird gay shit in it. Yeah, yeah, and, of course. But it's so, still it's like Nostradamus, like you say enough vague du- stupid shit. Uh-huh. Anyways, gonna... anyways, so the story is that um DARPA, uh you know, at the Pentagon, they've been um they've been researching uh new, you know, robots recently. Yeah. Uh, you know, mil- military robots that they can send out um into the field and uh a guy who is a former veteran and former Pentagon policy analyst is writing a new book called uh, Four Battlegrounds Power in the Age of Artificial Intelligence. It's coming out next month. And he's, uh, you know, it's about the Pentagon and their, you know, use of robots and AI. And uh, he's he's shared a couple of uh, some stories about uh, some of the testing. And uh, he said that there was a week where they were calibrating the, it, a certain robot's human recognition algorithm uh, with a bunch of Marines. Mm-hmm. So oh, I saw this story. The yeah. Marines and a team of DARPA engineers spent six days walking around the robot, training it to identify the moving human body. On the seventh day, they put the robot at the center of a traffic circle, and they had a game where the Marines had to approach the robot from a certain distance and touch it without being detected. Yeah. Um, all eight Marines were able to defeat the robot. Um, two of the Marines somersaulted towards the center of the traffic circle using a form of, so, you know, they used a form of movement that the robot hadn't been trained on. Yeah. Touched it. They won. The best part was a pair of them shuffled towards the robot under a cardboard box. (laughs) Just like in Metal Gear. Which Straight is, out of Metal Gear. It, it was stupid in that game, and it's stupid now. <laughs> hey, the AI in this retarded game from the 90s is is just as dumb as the retard AI we have today. Yep. And uh, one Marine, he stripped a nearby fir tree and was able to reach it by, quote, walking like a fir tree, whatever that means. 
But I assume that guy just had like was just holding branches out doing this, and just like the robot would turn and he would take another step. Should have moonwalked towards the robot, like a cartoon, you know? Huh. It's kind of neat. Yeah, uh, you know they're they're trying to push you know robots into the military, and uh, man, it's uh, it's not going to work. Well, the thing is, like, I so part of that problem, right, is like they should have just gotten eight random people to do it. Because mm-hmm. your average person would be a complete failure. Someone who's not trained to think somewhat tactically yeah, or no, yeah. and knows how the robot's programmed. Like, can you imagine eight just random people at any at any concert you've worked in Tulsa at the <laughs> arena? Just like any eight of those people and be like, hey, um, <clears throat> I want you to walk, you know, and, and even, you know, that is a traffic circle, right? So you, all 360 degrees are approachable yeah, yeah. from it. And be like, I need you. There's a robot across the street right here. Um if you can get to that robot without it seeing you, we'll give you a hundred million dollars. <laughs> Not one of those people would be like, I could walk around the block and to the robot. They'd all like try and army crawl or like uh-huh. fucking like try and move very slowly, super perfectly still. Yeah. yeah. They'd all get tagged on it. So. No, I, I, I agree with you, but the, you know, they're, they're trying to put these guys out to like replace soldiers and soldiers are going after other soldiers. Well, then you just have that's this is why we should have invested a lot more heavily in uh Jim Kana. <laughs> no, it was you know, it was Jim Kata. Jim Kata. Yeah, because like the somersaulting guy, that guy's going to get into the robot base, mm-hmm. right? Your regular soldier can't do somersaults all the time. He can't jump on the vaulting horse and swing all around and defeat the robots. So, you know, but we've already <laughs> lost that war. Yeah. Well, we got one last story, and this one's uh, a little more lighthearted. Uh, Kids all getting myocarditis (laughs) across the country uh, has nothing to do with the thing that was injected into them a year ago against their will. Uh, Just ignore this, please. In a freak series of seemingly random events, a Nintendo Switch's owner's pet fish was able to access his eShop account and and add funds to it using his credit card. Uh, okay. And it was caught on video. So the, basically what the, it is, is um, it's a, it's a guy that's, that streams Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And so what he's done is created like a, a five by five grid about the size of his fish tank. And he's rigged it up so that when the fish passes into a box, it activates up, down, left, right, A or B. Yeah. And the five by five grid has all those, inputs randomized and so as the fish is swimming around in its fishbowl it's you know randomly inputting these uh these inputs and so uh a couple years ago he had his fish completely beat pokemon sapphire in 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 about 3195 hours took him forever just like by pure random chance by pure random chance Yeah. yeah um They've done stuff like this before. Like there was Twitch uh, plays Pokemon. Twitch plays Pokemon. One, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so he was he was doing the same thing with the newest Pokemon game, uh, Pokemon Violet. And at the one thousand one hundred forty four hour mark, the game crashed because you know games crash sometimes. Yeah. And uh, the guy was uh, 
away from the the live stream. He was either asleep or out of the house because you know he's not watching the whole. He's not there the whole time. He's not there for All three thousand right, hours. Start in the raising, raising some <laughs> About time he did something around this piece of shit house. Yeah. And so the game crashed, and the fish is still inputting, you know, up mm. and down and left and right and A and B, and it managed to uh, walk, you know, to. to uh, navigate the menus and uh, add some money into his eShop account. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Did he get to contest that with Nintendo and get his money back? Probably not. He, he it said he contacted Nintendo explaining what happened and asked for his refund and they actually gave it to him. Oh, that that's the most surprising part of this news story. Nintendo parting for money only because he only because he had video evidence of exactly what had happened. Yeah, I you assume. would think. Yeah, but I'm. They would be like, ah, oh, well, you set up this thing, and now you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's it's hard to believe that Nintendo's a Japanese company. <laughs> I would swear that they were headquartered in Israel. Uh, not very honorable. No, that's why they're not on Kronos. <laughs> Uh, well, do you have any more news? That's the last one. No, that's the last one. All right. Well, this has been the Rikita News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, that takes care of our legal obligations this week, Tim. But you know, it doesn't take care of what rigging up a system so that my cat can earn some fucking passive money <laughs> streaming on Twitch. If you want to help us with that project, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG or subscribestar.com forward slash HWIDG. Or you can send us a tip at streamelements.com slash SE dash one, five, two, six, six, four, six slash tip. Um, and all great ways to support the show over on, uh, on Patreon. We have, Five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes. We have our two dollar tier. We throw the random bits and bobs we do now and again. I'm sure Tim and I will do a uh, review of John Wick Four when it comes out later this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we have our five dollar tier. Where we do our bonus episodes. Here's what I do get. We drop the hate and talk about what's great. We have our ten dollar tier. Where you, the fans, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch, and we rewatch and record a feature length commentary. And then we finally have our fifty dollar spite producer tier, where you get a say in the show. Um, We've got a request up right now that I'm working on uh, that we're going to do later today. We're going to be doing a commentary of the 1986 Transformers movie, which Tim and I, neither of us have seen this film. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so that should be pretty fun. Uh, And then I I have one. uh, We have a request in to for a special uh, special episode with all the hosts that we do. That won't be chaos. No, I, I, it might have to. It might end up being not like all five of us in one stream. It might be like I do little bits with everyone. Sure, sure. Little short shorties, uh, and then also a special guest for episode three thirty three. So we'll see about getting that, making that one happen. But uh, anyway, all of those great ways to support the show. We really appreciate everyone for doing it. Um, we wouldn't be doing the show without you. Uh, your generous support, we would have just given up when we hit 300 and I moved away, but we're we're keeping it going. So thank you. Thank you to all the patrons. But uh, let's get back into some issues, Tim. Here's what I don't get. <phone rings> therapy advocates. Now, most people would say, Tab, you definitely need therapy. Mm-hmm. You are an unhinged person. Yeah. And I, I disagree. I think therapy is uh, mostly bunk. I think you're paying someone to like validate your feelings. And, uh, and ultimately I don't believe that your therapist has your best interest at heart because they require you to make money. So if yeah. they solve your problem, 
they no longer make money, thus creating a problem for them. Which is one and of the I reasons think, I think they've like they cut down like you know therapy used to be like an hour. Yeah. Now it's fifty minutes. Yeah. Or a something like of, that. Squeeze in more time, get more yeah. people in there. I think the best case in point of this is Howard Stern. Um, and I never listened to Howard Stern. I didn't really know anything about him. Like I, mm-hmm. I had heard his name. I knew that he was famous uh, until w- listening to WATP. And like the guy is is insanely neurotic, and he has been his entire life. Sure. But um, like he talks about, and he's this big advocate for therapy and how therapy works, and like all this stuff. And he's more insane today in 2023 <laughs> than he was in the nineties. And it's like, what? And he's going to therapy like six days a week. He's going in there and, and tell and talk about all his neuroses and how he hates all of the, all of his employees and hates doing his job and hates going into work. And, and the therapist is just like, yep, yep, yep. Let's make sure that check clears. Yep. Yep. You're great. <laughs> These are all great feelings, Howard. Why don't you come back tomorrow and you can talk at me again for another three hours and I'll click to collect another, you know, $10,000 from you. And, like uh, he's probably he's an unrealistic example. Yeah, yeah. But have you ever met someone who goes to therapy on the regular? That's like, seems well adjusted. No, no. It's always like people on dating sites and whatnot. They'll be like the green hair, like weed whacker haircut girls with all the piercings in their face and the big Coke bottle glasses that makes them look, women are trying to make themselves more and more unattractive anymore. And it's like, it's basically intentional. And then they're like, I go to therapy. I hope you do too. I'm like, I don't think you go to therapy. If you went to therapy and you were like getting fixed, you'd look a lot more normal than you fucking do. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, I've heard of people that have that, that went to therapy and it worked. So they stopped going. Yeah. They actually made, they actually made some breakthrough or some progress. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that lie before too. Those people are just, they're, they're just as not well balanced. They're just better at hiding it. Mm. Uh, so a normal person. <laughs> yeah. They're more like a normal person, but I don't know. I, I just, one, I don't believe that my solution is the solution for everyone, but mm-hmm. therapy people are always like, Oh, you need to be going. You should be going yes. like at least once a month. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why? why do I need to talk to my feelings with with some stranger to like find out all of the things that are wrong with me by their understanding of me? Why can't I just like not do that? <laughs> and I realize there's an irony of, of that and that like this show exists in, in a lot of ways as an outlet for me and my frustrations yeah. with, with life in general. But um, like if I, if we weren't doing this show, I would just like have these same ki- types of conversations with my friends, mm-hmm. not, and we just wouldn't record it. Yeah. Like that's, that's the thing. I, I can have a conversation about something that frustrates me without needing to like go cry in a room uh, or co- like do with do all my coping mechanisms or lay around with a weighted blanket and, and have 17 cats to pretend that I'm like well adjusted. <laughs> I also don't feel a lot of the therapy people seem to feel that like because they're in therapy and because they have all these problems in their brain that they are then therefore also need special treatment from people like me. It's like, no, you need to make yourself act normal. 
Yeah. I had to make myself act normal. I did it without the help of talking to some fucking retard with a PhD mm-hmm. uh, or, or worse. Uh, so like you need to, you need to make yourself fit into society. Uh, we don't need to make room for fucking green haired weirdos that want to like build popsicle houses and make $140,000 a year doing that and live in a tiny home in the middle of the park. Like you need to change your expectations of the world around you and find ways to ex- exist within it and not be a problem. Like all these people that go like, I hate the idea of a 40 hour work week or working in a, in a business. Me too. I <laughs> yeah. can't stand the idea of sitting at a desk in a cubicle farm and like punching data into computer and staring at a computer all day. I hate it. That's why. I didn't go get a job in being a fucking cubicle farm person. Yeah. But when I get offered jobs that pay well for theater, but don't pay, you know, a quarter million dollars a year, I'm not like people need to value theater more and pay me a quarter million dollars a year. So I can live in like my dream of dreams. Like, no, I understood when I went and got a job, when I went and got a degree in theater and started looking for jobs in theater, it's not like this high paying lucrative career where you make a million dollars a year and then you go like vacation for 12 weeks. Like it's a, it's a job where you work a lot more hours than, than normal people. You work a lot of weird shifts compared to normal people and your social life can get eaten up by your work. So welcome to it. But these fucking people don't do that. They're like, I, I can't work in an office under fluorescent lighting for 40 hours a week. Uh, so I need to be like allowed to work remotely or work with my service parakeet, or I need to like, you need to let me only work 30 hours a week, but still, but I all still need to be paid my full amount of money. Yeah. What it is, is it's like, you know, people see like the, the outliers, the 1%, the person that does get to do that because yeah. of, you know, a random series of events in their life that led to them to be able to do that. And they see that and they, they use a word that I hate the use of these days. I see it a lot on Instagram and YouTube and all that stuff is it's normalize. Oh, I hate normalize, normalize this or normalize this thing, you know, or normalize this thing. It's like, how about you normalize? Yeah. How about you go the other way around? Not acting yeah. like a faggot. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, it's like no one told these or it's like they either didn't get it or no one outright told them when they were 14, 13, 14, 15, that when you get out of school, 99% in, you know, 99.9% of the time, if you want to live somewhere that's not on the streets, be able to eat, uh, and you know, afford be able to afford to buy clothes and necessities for yourself. You're going to have to work a bunch. You're going to have, you know, you're gonna have to get up early. You're gonna have to go to work, deal with a bunch of stuff. You don't like, you're gonna have to make a concession. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would love to live. I would love to live within five minutes of work, but to live within five minutes of work would cost $500 more a month, which is $500 less a month that I can do other stuff like go out to eat or take a class somewhere else. Compromise. What's that song I'm thinking of? Uh, can't like get what you want. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's, like, it's like a it's like a country song. It's like class of '65 or something. Mm-hmm. But it's like um, it's a song about like here's all these people from my high school class, and here's what they ended up doing. Yeah, uh, that's what the song is about. Like 
I want to, I, I wish I could know the percentage of people that get to do their dream job. Yeah. That's a great question. Or even like, or even, you know, get a job in their collegiate field. I mean, as someone who, cause that's the other thing is that like, so my dream job was working at the PAC in Tulsa at, a, at <laughs> one point in life. Right. Yeah. But that turned out to be a miserable, miserable experience. Yeah. So like that, there always comes back to that. Be careful what you wish for. Like no one's willing to make a concession anymore about anything that they do. Every, the world needs to make all the concessions for them. And they go to these therapists and the therapists just like validate their feelings by telling them like, oh yeah, it's totally fine to think that your boss should apologize to you for you being late not to work on Monday. They should understand that you had mm-hmm. like, you have to decompress all day Saturday and then Sunday you have to, uh, you have to, then you have to do all your chores on Sunday, but then as a reward for doing your chores, you have to go out and get blackout drunk Sunday night. Uh, and, and then, yeah, you're not going to be able to get into work until 11 a.m. on Monday. They need to understand that. Like, no, they don't. You, you like signed a a contract. I'm just, and it's that like the, the whole boomer millennials are so entitled. Like, yeah, because you created a world of entitlement. You created a world where you were entitled to everything. And then Mm -hmm. you raised your kids to feel entitled to those things. And now they're being, they're being confronted with the, this world that doesn't want to change to them. So they're just like forcing the world to change, making everything worse and worse and worse. Yeah. They took like, they took the phrase, you can be whatever you want to be and, and took it the wrong way. You can be yeah. whatever you want to be. It's supposed to like, like, Oh, you want to do something that seems difficult or, you know, something that seems out there. You want to be an astronaut. You can do that. It, you don't, it's, you don't deserve to be an astronaut. But you can study hard and be good at math and physics and go into college and get a degree by work, you know, get a get a hard PhD, you know, eventually get hired by NASA, work 80 hours a week, uh, go into the or you know, go into the military somewhere in between there, because most astronauts tend to be military personnel. Yeah. Right? Gruel through that, and eventually you can be an astronaut, maybe. Yeah. But it's like it's, it's something. Not it's something to as, tall. Yeah, it's something to aspire to. Not yeah. like, oh, I can be an astronaut. Well, where's I my suit? A, I went and got a uh, certificate of astronaut ability. Like yeah. you need to now put me on the space station. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's yeah. Like I've. That's the the perennial discussion again of like I'm I'm good at the theater stuff. I'm very good at it. I have a lot of knowledge. I can solve a lot of problems. I can solve a lot of problems quickly. And I've gotten in those situations where it's like, hey, we need this problem solved. And like, yeah, okay, here's what I get paid to solve these types of problems. And that if it takes me 10 minutes, that's what I get paid. If it takes me 10 hours, that's what I get, pay- get paid. Do, like we understand each other on that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> then I walk in and hit like six buttons and fix the problem. And it's like, all right, I'll send you a bill. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're not paying for the the minutes. You're paying for the time it took me to get there. Yeah. But this like m- generation me, that was what the millennials were described as generation me, which I think is a great uh, moniker mm-hmm. where it's just like, cause I think the other pro- part is that like the parents lied to them. Right. Um, everybody's got like their trauma. Oh, I have all this trauma. I have all this trauma. And like, the more I think about it now, 
I have more than my fair share of trauma. <laughs> I got a lot of fucked up shit in my life. Sure. But my life is not defined by what happened to me. My life is defined by what I'm going to do next. Yeah. I'm, I'm defined by my aspirations of where I want to be and what I want to do and how I want to get there. I'm not defined by this thing that happened to me when I was 10 years old that like has just lived like a shadow. And I, I think so much of that is our media, you know, where in Mm -hmm. media there's always like you have, as we've created worse and worse and worse heroes, our heroes are always haunted by this previous thing. The ghosts of their past. Yeah. And uh, and even like a hero that starts without that, you know, um, Tony Stark in the first Iron Man movie, right? His motivation is seeing his weapons do harm to the American servicemen. It's like, it's that moment and seeing that they're double dealing and he wants to, he doesn't want that to be his legacy. Right. Mm. But then we get to, to uh, Captain America civil war and we need a reason for him to like hate Bucky at the end. And so they do that whole opening se- sequence where we see the last time he parents, sat with his parents yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, I'm so fucked. Cause then, cause then in, in Iron Man two, he's got the whole, like I had a fucked up relationship with my dad, but he fixes that by creating the second, you know, the Starkanium, whatever uh-huh. Mark, arc reactor, Mark four, whatever it is. And, uh, and so then in, in, Civil War, they have to do that scene where he's like, I should have said goodbye to my parents. I never got to say it, which is why he has this like little thing that's going to influence his motivations later. Yeah. And so people feel like that's what their lives are. Like, oh, I was made fun of in the third grade for wearing pink and, you know, as a boy. And that's why I'm trans now. And it's just like, it's, that's not how it works. That <laughs> shit's only trauma. That shit only sticks with you. That shit only weighs on your shoulders every day of the week because you're carrying it around with you. Fucking set it down. Yeah. Fucking set it down. Let it go. Uh, oh no. The girl you dated in high school doesn't love you anymore. Sorry, pal. It happens to all of us. Like I have a big hang up in that. I hate things that aren't fair. I'm sure that has to do with me being autistic, but when when <laughs> things are unfair, I I have a real fucking problem with it. I don't like systems that are built without fairness in mind. Yeah. And but one of the things my parents told me a long long time ago was that life isn't fair, and I mm-hmm. took that to be self-evident for lack of a better term as no, I, I got older I think, and started think- to realize like, yeah, no, all of this shit is fucked up and the only thing that I can do is in my, in what I try to put into the world to do what I do fairly. Yeah. I think these, these people have a lack of self recognition or, you know, I think they have a lack of self. Yeah. I I don't think, I don't think, I mean, so uh, Chuck and I were talking last week about, you know, what level of Apple can you picture in your head? What is the voice narrating what you do? Yeah. And I don't think those people have that voice. They They don't don't, have that sense of self. And so they need someone from the outside. They need that validation from a therapist. They need the validation of the world around them. Like, you know me, I wore a fucking bathrobe to school for a year. (laughs) Yeah. I I didn't care about what anyone else had to say. It was a comfortable garment. Uh, I would still wear it now and it's not for this it's not because it's like i'm self-conscious of oh i need to be accepted by these people but it's because like i've i've reached the station where i have to set a certain amount of example to people mm-hmm. and the example that i try and set now is that i almost always wear a collared shirt wherever i go 
because yes, I am a, I'm a technician and I have to get my hands dirty, but I am also like a person that can lead and I'm a person that can answer questions. I'm a person Mm -hmm. that's in charge and I need to be someone that can walk into a meeting with someone in important in a suit who's running another company and stand eye to eye with them and them go like, Oh, this person does understand business and other things. It's not just like a a grease monkey for lack lack of a better term. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, and so I'm just, I'm so, I'm, I want to, I want to dismantle the idea of therapy. Like it's a crutch. <laughs> it's a crutch for these fucking people. And I feel like it's a racket. Like if <laughs> not that we have to live our lives by what worked a thousand years ago, but like, do you think a thousand years ago there were people that just, that just like you went to and just talked about your feelings for an hour and then, and then they said like, let's come back next week. No, because no. we are too busy fucking foraging. Like we, we have no Surviving, challenge yeah. in in yeah. life anymore. Like even you know you'd give that example of, oh, when you get out of school, you're going to have to work and you're going to have to get food and stuff. Like you can absolutely not work and somehow get food. And I know because I see the post from like my six thousand pound life, uh-huh. and these people have no jobs no. and somehow they need like a Ford Ranger to get around in. And I'm like. How the fuck do you pay for food? Because like there, <laughs> there are times where where I'm like, I'm like, uh, you know, I can't eat out, you know, for the rest of this week, and because payday's on Friday, like, and so I I gotta make sure to like keep my budget tight so that I mm-hmm. have that that little bit of cushion space. And these people are just like, yeah, I eat McDonald's six times a day, and I and I order three combo meals and like a bunch of apple pies, and I'm just like, how the fuck do you afford that? <laughs> A McDonald's meal is like 10 bucks. You're spending $40 a meal. Like I, I, I can easily spend less than $40 a day for meals going to the yeah. grocery store. And you're, you're spending like, you're spending my weekly, you're spending my monthly grocery bill on food in a day. And it's like trash, high calorie food. Like you should not exist. So I like, we don't have a, you, I don't think you can die in America. I don't think you, you can die. Like, I don't think you can fail to the point of death in America. It's hard. I, I think there's so many like safety nets and things and we just keep building more. We just like, Oh, people don't even see the safety net because I think that's why we have the homeless problem and the, the lack of service for homeless people because people don't see the chronically homeless as being like them. And so they're yeah. like, they're not like, Oh, we have a social safety net that will like keep you from starving to death on the street. But they're like, I need a social safety net that when I lose my job at Twitter, where I worked uh, from home, didn't really work at all, spent all my day writing off business expenses as eating it and getting drinks at all these fancy places and like chatting in boardrooms about nothing. I need a social safety net that will allow me to stay in my 400 square foot apartment in San Francisco that I pay $3,000 a month for because I'm unwilling to move to the Midwest where you can buy a 1200 square foot house and your mortgage payment is like $450 a a month. Uh, because the Midwest is not where like the fancy people are my, I, and you know, I don't know if Midwest therapists are any good. I gotta go spend, I gotta go spend $350 a month, a, a, session to go talk to someone behind a desk and just be like, I feel sad sometimes. Yeah. I want to be a therapist. I feel like I'd be a great therapist. You know, someone comes in there and just like, I feel like I'm not accepted by my peers. Are you an asshole? 
Are you like, because you're, okay, you're coming across as an asshole right now to me. I don't want to fucking hang out with you. Have you tried smiling at people? Have you fucking tried to like smile and be nice? No? Well, fucking go back out there, smile and try and be nice and see if you can maybe get some fucking friends. Instead of talking about yourself for 45 minutes at lunch, maybe ask a few questions about the people around you. Find out if they have interest, you dumb fucking cunt. <laughs> get the fuck out of my office and leave the fucking check on the secretary's desk. Next. I'll be like the soup Nazi of therapy. <laughs> no uh, breakthrough for you. No breakthrough for you. And that's that's the thing. Like, I've learned, you know, do you... And, and I, I even still to this day, like in the last few years, I learned smiling at people makes your life a lot easier. I don't <laughs> like doing it. It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't, I feel like a lizard person. It does not feel yeah. natural for uh-huh. me to contort <laughs> my face into a smile. Yeah. But uh, so I was at this event Friday night and the person behind me had the ringtone from my work phone when I was still working in Tulsa. And I, and they were like, they were the most popular person. They were as bad as me during the show, you know. It was like, and I'm like, and then it'd be a few minutes. And I'm like, like, it was really fucking damaging my comm. So finally, at one point, I just turned over my shoulder and I was just like, hey, can you silence your cell phone? Because the the demonstration was about to get started and was funny. So I was at a, was at a glass blowing demonstration. The artist, I followed the artist on Instagram and he posted a reel of himself working. And as he scans the crowd, it's the exact moment that I'm like turning over my shoulder <laughs> to tell this lady to silence her fucking cell phone. But I said it with a smile and I made it like a question, even though the, like, the yeah. implication was if you don't, I'm going to take that fucking shaft of hot glass out of his hands and smash your fucking face <laughs> in with it. Do you fucking understand me, you dumb bitch? It's 2023. Put your fucking phone on silent and fucking leave it there forever. But people don't like that. People no. like a smile and a question. She thanked me for asking her to silence your cell phone. How crazy is that shit, Tim? Yeah, yeah. Didn't even, I didn't go to a therapist and have the therapist be like, Ted, did you try smiling at people when you ask them confrontational things? You know what? I didn't think about that. I always just raise my voice because it feels more natural. But you know what? Smiling and putting on a nice tone makes it a lot less, (laughs) it's not implying that I might kill you if you don't do what I'm saying. I finally understand now, doctor. Here's a thousand dollars. I'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, I feel like that's what the people that go into the therapist need. Like, yeah, I've, I've maybe, maybe I should have been going to therapy for all these years. And I kind of like learn these things more quickly by someone telling them, but by me learning them myself, I'm much more likely to follow them versus yeah. someone telling me to do a thing. No, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I feel like I know, I know most of my major hangups and like, I know how to work around them. I didn't have to go talk. I didn't have to go tell because I'm going to go talk to talk about myself for an hour. That's what those people really want to do. They just want to go talk about themselves for yeah. now because that's all they care about. It's all they fucking care about. Oh, fucking irritating. Anyway, that's all I have, Tim. What do you, do you have anything else about uh, the therapy people? I, I don't know. I feel like that's always I feel like it's a lot of people's first answer. I do too. To any to anything like, I, I found myself in a Reddit dump hole the other day, and uh, you could have just said Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was well, it 
you know, now nowadays I don't even like I don't have an account, so it's just I get the like <laughs> the screenshots that get posted other places, the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah. one of the things is they've started doing is like, you know, it's an infinite scroll, right? Mm-hmm. So the more they they track the 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 amount of time you spend reading something, and so the more you spend time you spend reading something, the more they populate that list with like stuff uh, that posts from that subreddit or whatever. And so it was like the um like best of updates and you know, all the updates are from like, they're just like, there's like, there's just tragic events. Like my stepsister poisoned my baby and then made fun of me on TikTok for it. Am I the <laughs> asshole? <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and every single answer is just like everyone, every answer is like, yeah, you need therapy. You need therapy. Go to couples therapy, go to marriage therapy, go to, ca- yeah. you know, it's, yeah, I, I love I love the stories like that. The, the Am I the assholes? Where it's like the wife does something insane with the mm-hmm. kids, and the husband gets mad, and then they're like, "Is my husband abusive?" Like, no, you're just a bitch. <laughs> you need to fucking listen to your husband when he tells you things. I took my. I, there was one where it was like, uh, this lady took her kids to Hawaii for Christmas, even though mm-hmm. he wanted to spend Christmas with his family because they had had like all these health pro- scares for the year. But every year yeah. they go to Hawaii for Christmas. Like that's the, her family's tradition. Yeah. And they had just spent Thanksgiving with them. And, and she's like, it's like the, he, here's what you need to do when you're posting an, on, I am the asshole. Reread your story. Every time you put in a justification for what you did uh, is, is another chance that you're the asshole. Mm-hmm. Am I the, I, I parked, uh, I parked in front of my house the other day so that the guy that lives next door couldn't park his shitbird firebird in front of my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I the asshole? No, I parked, you parked in front of your house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But it's like, uh, if I told that same story and I'm like, my neighbor always parks in front of my house with his shitbox firebird. And uh, I don't like it because, like, I, I park in the garage most of the time. So it doesn't even really bother me. But every so often I'll park in front of my house. And so instead of being, in, like, in front of the part of my house that I want to be in front of, I'm in front of a different part of my house. Uh, so I saw him pull out, and I went and parked my car there. And then I took the bus to work for a week so he, like, stopped parking in front of my house. Am I the asshole? Yeah, you're kind of the asshole on that. Because <laughs> there's a lot of weird justification you're trying to make for the simple choice of parking in front of your own fucking house. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Well, uh, that's that's this week's episode. So I'm Tab Burt. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. Catch you guys next week. See ya. If you want to call into the Here's What Got Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us in the Discord under voicemail upload. Hey, guys. It's Sage. Uh, Helm, I do not fucking call places last minute and ask them to bring me shit, first of all. Second of all, Beef continues. I do not fucking belittle anyone except for you guys. Uh, because I'm not a fucking asshole. I don't talk to employees like they're pieces of shit, unless it's, like, in customer service jobs and food jobs and shit like that, unless it's, like, when my fucking bank doesn't... They fucking steal money from me, even though I have had a fucking account with them for 15 years at this point, 
and they decide to suddenly start charging me monthly, even though nowhere in our fucking agreement has that been a thing. So I've yelled at people on the phone for that, but I don't yell at people about food. Uh, that's fucking retarded. I have way better things to do. All right. That's kind of a boring voicemail, but yeah, there it is. All right, bye. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. Sporadic beef. Hey, guys, it's safe. Uh, I also yell at fucking Indian scammers on the phone, but yeah, that's it. All right, bye. Is that it? It's not. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Sage. So, fuck every single fucking trucker. Oh, sorry. Here's what I don't get. Fucking semi-drivers. You fucking motherfuckers keep almost driving me off the fucking road. I understand that the fucking freeway is so fucking hard because there's three fucking lanes and you can't fucking manage to stay in the right fucking lane the whole time. So you motherfuckers come into the left lane and fucking try to kill me every fucking day. What is wrong with you? Why do you always want to fucking run into the left lane? Other lane. And there's no one in the fucking right lane. Go in the right lane, you stupid motherfuckers. Now you have this asshole fucking almost hitting me. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh my fucking God. I'm so fucking done with semi-drivers. I have almost died like six times this week because these stupid fuckers don't know how to drive in the fucking snow. Currently, the freeway's completely fucking bone dry, but it was covered in snow earlier and they can't fucking drive in it. They're fucking every day getting this freeway shut the fuck down because they fucking flip on their sides because they run into someone. Fuck you, semi-drivers. Every one of you deserves a fucking painful death, and I cannot wait until fucking Tesla semis fucking actually work, and they take all of your jobs. You all deserve to fucking burn. All right. Bye. You know, uh... We've said it before on the show. We need two separate sets of roads. We need like <laughs> trucker roads and we need people roads. Yeah. And I think it's because, you know, regular cars don't know how to fucking drive. Semi trucks need to not be like fucking in- encroaching on the regular flow of traffic. Yeah. Like, let's, we need two set separate road systems, separate but equal. Uh, I've got one here from Dead Helm. Normally I don't like stack someone's voicemails like that, but we got one from Dead Helm maybe. Hey guys, Dan Hill here. Here's what I don't get. Uh, people that don't put uh, beans in their chili. Uh, like, it's okay to have an inferior opinion, but like, beans belong in chili. Like, it's in the Bible and shit, you know? Um, <laughs> you know, anybody that disagrees with me, uh, fuck me and fight me. Uh, talk to you guys later. I, I disagree with you, Deadhelm. I don't think beans should be put in chili because I don't think chili should be exist. Should exist yeah, and I don't yeah. think beans should exist either. Really, I'm an, I'm anti bean and I'm anti chili. You're not anti bean. What's the best bean, Tim? P- Pinto. No, the best bean is a green bean. Oh yeah, no, that's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, and those, even those, it's like, if I had to lose green beans to get rid of all beans, totally worth it. Black beans, mm. shit. Pinto beans, shit. Kidney beans, fucking. Not even food. Lima beans, 
beyond disgusting. My mom used to like serve us this bowls, just like a cereal bowl full of fucking lima beans. <laughs> and that would be a side to a meal. Uh, I would rather eat literal shit than lima beans. I'll tune in next week with, uh, <laughs> uh, with our uh, new game show. <laughs> and by literal shit, I mean chili. <laughs> uh, Frito chili don't gets. That's what this is. I fuck. God, I fucking hate chili so much. And everyone's always, everyone's fucking got a fucking opinion about chili. Oh, no, you haven't had the right kind of chili. Does yours have beans? Not supposed to have beans. Does yours not have beans? Supposed to have beans. Does yours have ground chuck in it? I supposed to use ground beef. Does yours have, have, have beef in it? Supposed to have bison. Do you use bacon fat or do you use like olive oil? Do you put a seasoning pack or do you make your own? It's fucking trash. Fucking slop food for pigs, you fucking worthless white trash hillbilly fucks. I hate chili so much. And every, uh, serve it on cornbread, serve it with spaghetti, serve it in your fucking butthole, and then kill yourself. <laughs> God damn it, I hate fucking chili so much. And you can't, and no one just accepts that. Like, like if I, I, I'm not when someone goes like, someone like hey I don't like I don't like steak I'd be like what, what? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't like steak I wouldn't be like well have you had a ribeye have you had a fillet have you had a New York strip have you had a T-bone have you had a sirloin have you had a Delmonico sirloin have you had a thin cut ribeye with a side of green beans have you had a <laughs> thick cut ribeye with a side of asparagus I'm just like that's kind of weird. <laughs> hey, your choice man actually my no my first question would be like are you a vegetarian no yeah. then you're weird same thing with like bacon <laughs> i don't like bacon why not that's because uh, it's too it's too much of a meme okay that makes sense i'm not gonna be like well have you had applewood smoked hickory bacon with say, finished in maple syrup no Pfft. you haven't even had real bacon then have you had the thick cut bacon from omaha steaks i didn't fucking think so <laughs> Now that's real bacon. That is some real fucking bacon. Uh, oh God. Every fucking chili guy, though. Oh, you should have my chili. You know, I, I cook it over the course of three years <laughs> in a vat in my basement run by virgins uh. I kidnapped from the Amazon. <laughs> it's salted with, with Dead Sea salts that are harvested by white slavers in uh, the Ukraine. Uh. I season with only the finest peppers that are grown deep in a cave using artificial lights and bat guano. So they're very rich in nitrogen. The world's most expensive bowl of chili. Now only 50 cents. <laughs> uh. Here's what I don't get. Bringing in outside bullshit drama to the studio work. Like what you're supposed to do when you yep. come to work, you show up on time, ready with whatever the hell you need to do your job. You do your fucking job. You don't make waves. You don't do anything retarded. You go home. Once you go home, fuck whoever you want. Threaten whoever you want. Do whatever the hell you want. I don't give a shit as long as it doesn't affect your work. As soon as you start bringing in a bullshit drama to work, I have trouble with that. I can't run a store. I can't be the general manager of a store with people who are like, I don't want to work with this person because he dumped me because I'm fat, which has happened. 
I can't well, run a store when I have people <laughs> who refuse to work with somebody else because they're trying to get a restraining order, which I do understand that, but you haven't got it yet. The guy hasn't been served yet. The guy hasn't done jack shit at work to you or about you yet. And I'm supposed to, like, what? Fire this guy? <clears throat> open us up for, like, being sued for wrongful termination on your say-so? For, again, outside bullshit drama. Like, I understand that the job that I do <clears throat> deals a lot with white trash retards. That's a lot of the people that I hire. I know that. I know they're not going to be around a while. I know that there's going to be drama. Is don't fucking bring it to work. Isn't that hard? God. Like, I don't need police showing up in the middle of the ship for some bullshit reason because you got your feet shirt the night before. I don't need to be losing people and affecting my business, my bottom line, how I fucking pay my rent. Because you are not adults, despite being 30 years old and apparently having kids or pregnant or whatever the fuck is going on. I blows my mind that people cannot set aside work from their life. I'm not saying work should be in your life. I'm saying you get there on time. You're done with whatever the hell is going on. Like, I understand stuff happens. Somebody dies. You get in a wreck. Stuff happens while you're at work. But if something happens outside of work, don't bring it to work. Just leave it at home. Leave it at home. Is it that hard? Yeah, I, I imagine that guy. That must be the uh, new guy running the stagehand union in Tulsa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think I told some of these stories when when I was actually working. Uh-huh. Uh, the so there was there was a. Um, there's this one female stagehand that seemed to have gotten around mm-hmm. and had relationships with a lot of people and then uh-huh. cut them out of her life and then would like cause drama. At one point she got into a screaming match with this guy on the middle of the fucking arena floor during a loadout. Uh-huh. And I had to walk over there like and break them up like two fucking 10 year olds. Yeah. Both of these people older than me, by the way. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And then another time she created drama at another call because the guy who was higher than her on the list was the steward and she got all fucking bent out of shape and uh, started to fight with him. And someone who wasn't even on the call found out about it and called me. I had to walk uh, in the middle of the winter, walk from the building I was in to the building they're working in to be like, what the fuck? I'll fucking send you both home again. (laughs) Like a fucking adult talking to children. There was this one couple that, he was on the list and then he got his girlfriend onto the list. And then I guess they split up. And so he's, he's telling me that she abused him and he's getting a restraining order. And she's telling me that she's afraid for her life if he shows up to work. And so uh-huh. he wants me to like take her off the list, but I can't do that. So I was like, so we had to go talk to a, like our lawyer and be like, Hey, what do we do with this? And so the lawyer told us what we had to do. And I said, okay, I'll tell you, this is uh this is like, 
this is what we have to do. And then he got all pissed at me because I wasn't listening to his, like, I, he, I guess he, I needed to just fire her right away because of their fucking problems. And I'm like, look at, I'm one fucking man. And people go like, well, why'd you move away from Tulsa? Shit like that's why. Shit like that is why, because you fucking people couldn't just show up, do your fucking four hour call and go the fuck home. Mm -hmm. Always had to be some fucking story about it. I remember when I was working retail and uh, I was training a a new guy Mm -hmm. and uh, it was his first day, or I guess second day, first day you just do the (laughs) computer training. So I'm training him on register and all this stuff and... um, his his lady friend comes in and he's excited to see her and i remember you know he kind of said hi to her and he was like i'm gonna take my uh my 15 now like okay cool sure Mm -hmm. uh and and then like you know i to me nothing happened and then you know later in the day i'm training him tomorrow i go home i finish my I, i don't see him then i don't see him for a couple of days and a couple of days later, uh, I'm I'm working, and my manager's like, "Hey, um, hey Tim, um, you've got a phone call from corporate. They need to talk to you." <laughs> and I was, you know, I was I was I was like, "What? I I haven't done anything. What's going on?" And the yeah, she was like, "Yeah, I'm just involving in I'm looking up in, in you know in an incident that happened with an, a different employee that on this day when you were working, and there's some you know, abuse thing." Yeah, yeah. Episode two fifty eight. Not, n- not leaving it at home. I brought that in as an issue. I thought that I had. Uh, we got one last. No, we got two more voicemails. Hey, this one's for uh, Mr. Chaco. Uh, this is a guy that you couldn't really hear his uh, voicemail earlier. I'm hoping this one comes through better. Uh, but I appreciated the sentiment uh, that you gave. And uh, it was much appreciated, especially with uh, all the shit that was going on today uh, when I heard that episode. So <clears throat> thank you very much. Um, it might sound cheesy, but I hope uh, God continues to bless you and your family while you're down there in, uh, well, south of the border, way south of the border. And uh, may you be blessed. Have a good day. I'll have to send that one to Chaco directly. Here's what I don't get. Uh, those, I guess you call them car hoarders, which you guys might have mentioned them before. I don't know. But those people that have so much trash and shit all over in the back mm-hmm. of their car, yeah. the passenger seat of their car that they have to basically carve out a spot so they can sit and actually drive. The ones where they have to back into all the parking spots they park in because there's so much shit in the way they can't see out their side view mirror on the one, the passenger side or the rear view mirror. Like, I understand living in your car for a short period of time, you know, in theory. Like, I've got some trash in my car right now, sure. But to the point where you can't see out, that's uh, a little much. I was feeling personally attacked there for a minute, but then he specified, that, like, you have to not be able to see out. Because it yeah. seems like I always have, like, trash in the backseat of my car, leftover from this or that, or, like, every, every, yeah, everyone, everyone does. It's You know, yeah. some people like to keep their car pristine with nothing in it but i think most people have some some junk in there when you see the work trucks and they're like the dash is you know they just, oh, just like fill with burrito wrappers into, and oh, yeah how do you God. live like that yeah that's that shit's gross all right well that's our voicemails um 
So, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Episode 322. Uh, episode 323 would probably be our first tabless episode, it looks like. So, wow. uh, amazing. Yeah. It's going to it's be the first one since that one that you did when I was in Florida many years ago. It was you and Todd. I don't even Oh, I don't even remember that one. Yeah. I I don't I had huh. I have to go like dig it find, yeah, find way back up and figure out what yeah. the number was. Um But yeah, so it's it's not like a hundred percent at this very very moment, but mm-hmm. it does. It's very unlikely. So yeah. anyway, well, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye.